Hi guys, it's Troy. Hello everyone, it's Jiggy. And welcome back to the Pipe Bombshell Podcast. And this week, we are having a very special episode for you guys with a very special guest. So Jiggy, why don't you introduce her for us? Okay, here we go. She is the current Malaysia Pro Wrestling WrestleCon champion and even the WINDKS Women's Champion. She has two belts, y'all. Bailey and Sasha. Okay, never mind. Let's not get into that right now. But <laughs> besides the Philippines, she has also wrestled in Singapore, Thailand, China, and Japan, and many other more countries. Charlotte Flair may be the queen of WWE, but she is the queen of Philippine wrestling. Please welcome Crystal. Hello, po. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hi. Actually, Hi. I crown pose. Yes, the crown pose. We love it so much. We are so happy to have you here. It, we've been planning this for a really long time, so it's great to have you here finally. Oh my god! Okay, big fa- big fangirl moment. But Hi yeah, guys. For- yes, hello. We're so happy to have you here, and we're so excited because this is our first interview with a wrestler. So it's a great experience for us as well. But before we get into you know the interview itself, we. We planned this little game that we have. It's really quick. It's called Diva Talk. And to make it really simple, it's a rip-off of Boy Abunda's Fast Talk. Except since we're a women's wrestling, we're, we're, we're a women's wrestling podcast, uh, we'll be putting in some wrestling questions as well. But we won't have a time because all of the questions, we want to ask all of it. So, okay. when you're ready, Jiggy, start us off with the first question. Okay, so first question. Favorite Filipino food? Sinigang. McDonald's or Jollibee? McDonald's. Beach or pool? Beach. Favorite song? Oh my god. Favorite song? Uh, that's so hard. Oh, yeah, there's so many songs right now. <laughs> I, I think maybe show my um. <laughs> can I pass? Because like there's so many songs okay, in my okay, head. Okay. Like, it's fine. It's no, because okay, like okay. if you tell me like per genre, I can say a song. But like you know, you like too many songs, and like you can't decide on which one is your actual favorite. Favorite. Understandable. 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 Okay, up next, vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Favorite wrestling promotion you've worked in outside of PWR? My uh, Malaysia Pro Wrestling, of course. Okay, of course. Okay, on to the wrestling questions now. Trish Stratus or Lita? Trish. Dream tag team partner. Ooh. Uh, ah, oh my oh my god. Okay. Um favorite finisher. The Queen's Guillotine. Yes. Ah, uh, of course. My finisher. Yes, you know, we love that. I made it. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Of course. Pineapples on pizza or not? I actually like it. The pineapple. Period. It's, like, it's it's sweet and then like you know savory. 
the people who don't like it just fight me. <laughs> Honestly, same. No, people, people do that don't like it. I don't think they are open-minded enough to try it because the pineapple adds like sweetness to the, you know, the saltiness of the ham or the sourness of the tomato sauce and stuff like that. So keep an open mind. For- Really? For sure. I'm honestly a bit surprised that there are more, a lot of people who actually don't like it. Because here in the Philippines, it's really a common thing. And like Pizza Hut, Greenwich. Yeah. But moving on, favorite women's entrance theme song. This could be from every, anywhere. Oh my gosh. Theme song? I think maybe Sasha Banks. Especially <gasps> the one. The remake? Uh, it's like it's two like two of the Sasha Bank entrances, like one of the WrestleMania with Snoop Dogg where they sang the her entrance oh, yes. live, and then the one sure. that I think it maybe was for NXT. I'm not sure, but like she rolled out with like a Rolls Royce or something, like a fancy yeah. car. Oh, oh yes, amazing. amazing. Sasha, of course, the boss. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question: Brie or Nikki Bella? <laughs> Ooh. Neither? Oh. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. It's not a big Bella fan, but if I had to choose, I would say Nikki. Because, like, she was better at creating her own moves, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, me, I could definitely like, see that. Because, like, Brie always just took from Daniel Bryan. Okay, understandable. Fair point. Yes. Fair point. Still. <laughs> Sasha, like Bailey, Becky. Sasha, oh, go on, go on, go on. Uh, like, so, okay. like, you know, the rack attack, she made it her own, right? Yeah. I mean, she she did get injured because of it, but at least she, she had, like, she was creative enough to, you know, come up with something of her own instead of just, like, getting from, like, John Cena, who is her boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Okay. Sasha, Bailey, Becky, or Charlotte, who is your favorite WWE horsewoman? Just in general? Yeah, just in general. Or in any aspect that you want to judge it based off. I, I want to say Becky. But I also love Sasha. But I also love Charlotte. <laughs> What about Bailey? Because, like, okay, the thing is, like, when she was, you know, coming up as a horsewoman, she was this very, like, it was, it, it wasn't that I wasn't a fan. It was just like, I don't like the cheery, happy type of person, you know. I can't, oh. I can't relate. <laughs> but like, uh, Sasha being the boss, um, Becky being the man, and then like Charlotte being the queen. I mean, I would say it's either Becky or Sasha, but I think it's Becky. I do have a Becky Lynch shirt. Ooh, ah, that's great. That's great. Ah. It, it's not like my Becky Lynch shirt isn't even like the man. It's like the Irish last. Oh, oh, like, she's an OG fan. Yeah, great. Okay, well, next question. Over to MMA. 
Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, Jessamine Duke. Who's your favorite MMA horse? I would, I, I, I honestly would say Ronda, just because I've seen her the most. Because like I don't really watch a lot of MMA. Understand. Like, sometimes it's Understand. too. Like, weirdly, you know, sometimes it's too gory for me. Like they hit, <laughs> like they hit each other like so well, and I'm just like I get scared. <laughs> I'm right. like I don't want to like that. I don't want my arm broken like that. Yeah, you yeah. know. So <laughs> for sure. Okay, these next few ones look real. These are sort of harder questions. May Young Classic oh. winner or WrestleMania Battle Royal winner? May Young Classic winner. Okay. Because like it's Sorry. it's the best female wrestlers from all over the yeah. world. Put into one. I was supposed to go there, but sadly, the oh. US Embassy <gasps> declined visa. So. Oh my! Well, let's get into that later. Oh my God! Let's get into that later, but for oh now, my. what do you think is the best women's championship belt design of all time in any company? Design? Yes. I personally love the Stardom belts. Oh yeah, they're stars. It's like you know, you get it, like yeah, Stardom, they're... like their belt is star shaped, and I'm just like. It's so pretty. I want one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's there. Who knows in the future? Who knows? Maybe after the pandemic. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. At, at stardom. <laughs> okay. Become women's champion or divas champion. So we're going back to the early two thousand, late two thousands to early twenty tens a bit in the in the WWE side. Women. Okay. Awesome Kong or Aja Kong? Awesome Kong? I don't... Okay. Oh, no, go on. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, it's fine. On the AEW side of things now, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, or Penelope Ford, which is... Our top two favorite, I know, AEW women's wrestlers as of now, Troy and I. Hikaru Shida. Oh, okay. 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 I'll take that answer. Love it. We love it. I'm sorry. None of those ones. Hikaru Shida. No, because I've met her in Japan. I've met her in Japan. She's the nicest person. Okay, so um, we were working a show together for Gotham Rules. And then for Emi Sakura. And then during, after the event, like, we were on our tables trying to sell our merch. And then a lot of people went up to me and said, like, hey, can I buy um, a print? And then can you sign it? And sadly, I actually forgot my, like, I forgot to bring a pen, like a marker. And then she was like, oh, you're still here. You can keep it. So oh, that's so cute. And I'm just like, are you sure? Really? For real? And she was like, and her English was, you know, good enough. Like, she was, she was more well-versed in Japanese, of course. But, like, her English, I could understand. So she was like, no, keep it. It's okay. And I was just like, oh, my God, she's, like, the sweetest thing ever. 
even though she's like all famous, she's AEW champion now. She's yeah. still like, you know, very giving and welcoming at the same time. Yeah, I definitely see your point. Okay, second to the last question. Money in the Bank winner or Royal Rumble winner? Money in the Bank. Okay. <laughs> Lastly. If I, if I were the Money in the Bank champion, like, I can cash it in at any time. Even at WrestleMania. And, like, the only Fair difference point. is, like, you know, the, the Royal Rumble winner only has, like, a shot at WrestleMania. If I was, like, a Money in the Bank winner, I can even hold on to it until WrestleMania if I wanted to, you know? Exactly. I love that. <laughs> like, you know, even if, like, you know, say, Sasha's a champion, like, even when she's beaten up to the pulp and, like, she's just laying there, I could just come in and then pin her once you them, and I'm the champion. Unlike, you know, if you're the Royal Rumble winner, everyone's still, like, fresh and still, you know, very much good to go. And I'm just like, I'd rather be Money in the Bank champion. and uh, Money in the Bank holder. Yeah. Definitely. It's just it's just more practical than the, being Royal Rumble winner, for sure. You only get one shot, you know, with Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, the golden question, the favorite question in the, in Diva Talk and the Pipe Bombshell podcast, Eva Marie or Rosa Mendes? Eva Marie. Ooh. Oh, I also, okay, this is a bit, yeah. Oh, okay. This is but honestly like, okay. She got trained of- by Brian Kendrick. She knows how to do the share and pretty well. She knows how to do a head scissors takedown. She may be inconsistent, but she actually did try. I think I watched it on Total Divas, where like she actually went to a lot of training and really tried to get her spot again. So yes, that's great. I'm honestly a bit surprised though because even last week when we had our guest here um tom he was from the uk he also answered eva marie and to be completely honest i thought there would be because if you see in social media there's a lot of people who do prefer rosa but it's really nice to see that there are Eva marie fans over here and you know she did state recently that she's not done with wwe so let's just see what happens with that yeah absolutely but so, like, after getting kicked out of the WWE or, like, after her contract not getting renewed, like, she actually still tried to, like, you know, she didn't vanish into, like, nothingness. She still, like, she, I think she has a brand now or something. She still has a lot of following yeah. on social media. She's doing she was on Big Brother. Yeah. She was. And that's great work. Best of luck to her in her career. But today... We're here for Crystal. So that was a pretty great starting game that we Thank had. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking part. But let's jump right into the interview. So before we get into your whole career as a professional wrestler, you know, we want to ask you, um, how are you holding up during this pandemic? I'm doing relatively well, I would say. I've been taking Japanese lessons for the past two weeks now. And I can read kind of very slow, but I can read uh, hiragana. And then um, oh. I've been working. Yeah. So I can say like, uh, 
Philippine ka ra. Masta. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, I've been working out, which is honestly it's so helpful that uh I was able to connect, not really connect. I was able to like search up like a lot of working out videos for just like you know no equipment because I used to work out a lot in gyms and the only equipment I have here is like uh, the resistance band, like a yoga mat. So searching up on YouTube, like, you know, workouts and stuff like that, because I need to keep it because, you know, once day when this epidemic is like so close, wrestling is going to come back, people are going to be able to wrestle again. I still want to be fit. I don't want to be one of those either or because like it's a joke on the internet, like, after the pandemic, you're either going to be super fit or super fat. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, oh, my. either are working out with the sun or, like, other people are also, like, you know, just being a lazy bum and just eating or, like, doing yeah. right. So, I want to be on the super fit side. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's a bit exciting. So it's actually nice that you brought up that you were learning Japanese a couple of weeks because the next question we have here actually is, besides wrestling, what are your other hobbies? And I see from your recent post on Twitter and Instagram that you just also got this Haikyuu jersey, the Karasuno jersey, um, specifically Hinata's jersey, right? It's really cute. I'm a big fan of Haikyuu, so I just wanted to bring that up. I love Haikyuu. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just gonna be like fangirling slash you know being a weeb at this moment. Like okay, there Go is ahead. a month left on uh you know second you know top two IQ to the top two. Oh, oh yeah, and I'm just like gonna it's, it's gonna come out in October too, and I'm just like come out faster, please. <laughs> I mean, mood. I'm glad that it's already like September because like I feel like nothing has happened for the past. I don't know, nine months, but I'm also excited because in a month there's gonna be Haikyuu again. I think I've seen Haikyuu at least four times now. Season oh one, my. four. Ooh. And then once with the movies. No, because like I love Haikyuu because like it's such a happy anime. It's something you don't need to think about. Like you get to love each character. Like honestly, I do not have a bias. Like I don't have a fave in Karasuno just because like I love them all. So how about besides Haiki? Do you watch any other anime or what else do you do? I I watch a lot I watch a lot of anime. I play a lot of games. No actually no, I don't play a lot of games. I play COD mobile. Ooh. Oh god. Yeah, Call of Duty Mobile and um I am legendary on both ranks, BR and MP, so, yeah. Oh, I, my. <laughs> like, what have I been watching? I've been watching, I think it was sort of online, Alicization Part 2, and then um, Black Clover, Haikyuu. Well, I've, I've rewatched Haikyuu, but, like, basically, like, anything that I find interesting, I also love um, Shield Hero and on Netflix it's available. So, Ooh, I'll, to- ah, right. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> same, same. So, 
going on to the next question. All of us wrestling fans and even wrestlers yourselves, we all have our stories of how we started watching wrestling and all of that. So we want to know, how did you discover wrestling? Very, very long time ago, when I was four years old, my my grandmom and my uncle used to love watching like WWF. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <Yeah. laughs> And um, I would watch with them because, like, you know, it's a family thing to do. And I, 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 I couldn't get it much at first, but I was always so intrigued. Like, why is my Lola, like, cheering? Why is my Tito cheering? And then, um, same year, my Lola got breast cancer. So, <gasps> yeah, sad, but, like, when we would be in, like, uh, we we would like confine her in the we would get her in for the treatment even though she like an ID in her vein like we would rent out a VHS tape in Video City and then plug it in to the small you know teeny tiny TV and then my and then we would watch like even though like she had an ID in her vein like she would still be cheering like Bret Hart her favorite like she would be freaking out oh guapo guapo naman yung oh, that. yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's so cute she, you know, she was in pain like wrestling gave her something to look forward to something to cheer for you know it it broke her reality because the rea- reality of my lola back then was uh she had breast cancer getting treatment she's probably not gonna make it but you know, when she would be watching wrestling, all of her focus would just be on the wrestling and enjoying the moment, not even like, oh, no, I feel bad, I blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, yeah I wanted, like, it was at that moment that I I wanted to be a wrestler just like them because, like, if I, oh. if that wrestling can bring that to my Lola, who is in a lot of pain, I, I want to do that for other people as well, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, when I... Like when I was kid, my thought process wasn't like that because like I was four, but I would be like, oh, that's so awesome! I want to do that also. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, that's the. Also, I want to say I want to tell like a fun little story. Um, this was like I think nineteen ninety three, when my mom was pregnant with me. Um, she saw my Lola. 1993, she was pregnant, my mom. She saw my Lola watching wrestling. And then uh, she asked, like, ano na naman pinapanood niya? What are you watching again? And my Lola said, wrestling, of course. And then my mom, pregnant with me, walks away. But, like, she despises wrestling. She doesn't understand it. She only sees it as violent. Then she walks away. But then, she's like, this is the, the, the living room. This is, like, the TV. And then, like, around here would be the staircase going up to the second floor. So she didn't completely go up to her room. She was like, she stayed at the staircase and she was like peeking, like watching the wrestling as well. So when the show finished and then my Lola saw my mom and then she said, Oh, anak, ingat ka ha, baka maging restaurant. Oh my God. Wow. Foreshadowing. Well, yeah. so, That's <laughs> foreshadowing. So my Lola was right, like, you know, 27 years ago. <laughs> Foreshadowing. So, 
you gave us a little snip of it in your answer earlier, but let's fast forward a little bit. When was the time where you really decided to pursue professional wrestling, like itself? I was I was twenty one. Um, I was in college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to move forward to because, mm-hmm. like, I was just in school. Like, I was studying. I wasn't really like. I was partying and studying like a college student, but like it was at the time that I was very much lost. I had depression, and then I was like, I was looking for something new to do to break my cycle of just like, oh, go to school, party after. So my friend heard that there was going to be like a Philippine promotion. There's going to be a new, you know, promotion here in the Philippines. So. We decided to try out all three of us. We decided to try out, and we all got in. Actually, like yeah, the tryout was basically like sent a fifteen-second video saying like uh, your name, your age, selling background, and why they should help you. <laughs> and what I said was like, I am I'm twenty-one years old. Um, I do tech. Uh, I'm a taekwondo. Leading. And then she should accept me because I'm a girl. And she did. So. I love that. Oh my gosh. Iconic, honestly. Class. I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm class. Because <laughs> at the time there weren't any girls. I, yeah. I think I was the. Like, there were girls in training, but like all, most of them quit. And then I was the only one who like really stuck with it and really went to training every week as much as I can, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Okay. So we also want to know, you know, you kind of gave us a little um, answer to it as well. But how did you start training as a professional wrestler itself? Were there any wrestling schools you attended? Were there any people in specifically who helped you train? I would say a lot of my training came from PWR. Uh, Jake De Leon was the main trainer at the time and he was the one who helped me out. Uh, Bombe mm. Suarez was also the trainer. Uh, he taught me how to do the head scissors takedown, which the head scissors takedown led to a lot of things. Because like from that I learned how to do the um, total roll DPT, the black wood, like uh, the octopus and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. But I would also say that I learned from uh, yes, Shaukat from my PW. I also learned from Emi Sakura a lot when I visited Japan and when I visited Thailand and when she went here in the Philippines. So I learned from Emi Sakura. I learned from Mazasan. I forgot his. I, I forgot his first name, but he's from DDP Pro. And then I learned a bunch also. Like from WWE, because when I had the trial in China, so yeah, uh, yeah, basically mm. my my, fo- my foundations were like strengthened by WWE training. So yeah, so my wrestling is like a mishmash of where I learned these skills. It's like the best of all of the worlds that you've yeah. been in. It must have been a great experience. <laughs> it was painful, but great. Oh. I think it, like the most okay. painful part was like I think it was uh, I was in Japan. We were, uh, we were, I don't remember, but uh, it was like after training we did like some exercises. Basically, like you take a deck of 
hearts. So basically, like in a ace, dra, uh, you know, ace of hearts to king of hearts, blah blah blah, all the deck. Basically that. So like each number corresponds to like okay. So basically the hearts would be a push up, the diamond would be a square, like uh, mm. you know, like that. So basically, if you okay. pull out a ten of hearts, you do ten push up until you know you finish the deck. Ooh. Oh my! You finish a lot. <laughs> oh my god! That's like I don't I don't even want to do the math for that. And then afterwards, we finished the deck, right? So I was already tired. And then, like, we we jogged, like, uh, two blocks, like, a block or something. And then two blocks away from that, there was a temple. And then the temple was, like, uphill. It was very steep. So we, we have to run up and down. Like, you know how in anime, they train, like, running up and down, like, stairs or, like, a temple or something like oh, that? So, like, so you leg- we legit did that and my legs were dead. Oh my god. Girl. I can't imagine <laughs> I can't. cardio in one in one step. I'm like oh I'm like trying to manifest that. Like I I probably I probably like die in the middle of it or something. Oh my. Okay. But moving on, um all of us wrestling fans and even fellow wrestlers like you, we all have inspirations of who were the people that we really looked up to in wrestling? May it be because of their wrestling or how they treat their fans. So for you, who were your biggest wrestling inspirations? It doesn't have to be one person only. You can name as much as you want. I think um, Ray Mysterio was like a very big, big, big um, influence on me because like when I was growing up and I was like in I don't know, high school or I think it was in high school or elementary. But when I was growing up, I I got bullied a lot. So and then it was at the time that Rey Mysterio would be going up against like bigger guys. Yeah. Like, you know, like I think there was a time that he went up against like the pista when their 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 tag team was like, you know, and then you know, to me like this tiny guy i know he's not tiny but like compared to the wwe wrestlers at the time who were six foot like you know he's tiny so at the time like this guy who isn't built like a monster but is fighting with all of his might and using his momentum and stuff like that and i was just like he's standing up to his bullies and i i want to do that too so like him influencing me growing up that was like one of the main things and also i love his style like i love the 619 I love like you know every hurricane rana he throws. Henceforth, I I do hurricane ranas as well. <laughs> a lot, but a lot. We yeah, see also, him think, matches. Yeah. So also, I think Gail Kim was also like an inspiration to me because like it was at the time that I couldn't see any other Asian women. That's yeah. true. So, like, yeah, like Gail Kim was like. I think it was at the time that Gail Kim, I don't remember who she was. I think she was with like, um, I think the Abutan is Trish, right? Like very yes. early. Yeah. WWE. She was with Trish. Yeah. yeah. And her first so, one with WWE. I, yeah. So at the time, walang, I, I didn't see any other Asian women in wrestling. It was like, to me, like Gail Kim was like a great representation of like, oh, that type of woman can also do that like because like at the time i couldn't really look up to i i idolized trish and you know 
later, but like I believe that I couldn't do any of the things that they did because like one, they were very tall. But then like seeing Gail Kim, like, you know, a petite Asian woman throwing down in that ring as much as like as well as she can, like as much as she can. And I was just like, if she can do it, I can do it too, you know? Like I was like a like young, budding teenager at the time. That's great. Yeah. I love it. We love Gail Kim. Yeah, we love her too. So now we're going to start jumping into your career in PWR itself. Um, we want to know, how did it feel like to be the first woman signed into PWR? It wasn't really signed. It was more so like I was the first one who graduated, the first female to graduate oh. like, program. Uh, you trained with them. I trained with them for, like, I think, 16 months, but also like minus four because I got injured in between. But yeah, it took me 16 months before I debuted. But it was actually really hard because the training, you know, regimen that they used, like I did it too. Like there was no difference between male and female training. Mm-hmm. So whatever the guys did, like it was hard for their bodies. So it, being female, it was harder on me because like we would get slammed in our chests and the guys don't have boobies. Yeah. <laughs> they have like, you know, hard tests that yeah. when they you know take a face bump or like you know when they fall on their faces you know they fall on their chests unlike me when i fall on my face i my my chest goes like oh Ooh. oh my yeah. so, i don't even imagine that i mean we can't imagine so that like, yeah it was hard because like i also because i at the time i wanted to prove like women can do this too you guys don't need to look down on me because yeah. I can't keep up. So, yeah. So, that's what we did. So, it was really hard. But it took a while. It was a lot of pressure when I debuted. Because, like, I was the first woman. Um, the Philippines, actually, you know, wrestling itself wasn't really used to, like, intergender wrestling at the time. Because, like, intergender, mm-hmm. like, female, male and female wrestling isn't really common. I mean, there is, like, mixed tag team matches in the WWE but also like the, the women only face and the men don't face yeah you know. so at the time we had to break a lot of stigma and and when I debuted it was at the time that Lenny was getting was um it was so like the I think the chant they had was like Laban Lenny because it was a time that Lenny was during the elections and Lenny was trying to overcome oh. yeah so That's yeah, so... Uh, people, wow. people were supportive, but it was like a lot of pressure because you know, the first um you know born and raised trained in the Philippines wrestler, a female wrestler is going to be you know taking, you know, is going to stride in the wrestling industry and it's going to be a hard you know journey for me. But I already accepted that early on because but I never realized like oh hey you're gonna be. You're gonna reach this amount of so I'm honestly thankful for everyone for that. We love that so much. What yeah. a story. Oh my. It's really great. Okay. <clears throat> Quick follow-up. Um, how was it like working <clears throat> in WR? Uh, I I'm the guys are really nice. I they they don't look down on the women anymore. I mean, they never really looked down, but there were some few people like, oh, hey, you can't do this because you're a woman. 
Uh-huh. But now it's more so like they're very supportive and ever since like um the Me Too movement, the you know, standing up movement the guys have been very supportive and it's really nice to know that you know if I get in trouble I have like thirty guys, thirty wrestlers, you know, backing me up. <laughs> oh my. They just they're just gonna attack whoever's gonna whoever you have, have a problem with. <laughs> Okay, so up next, um, so watching your matches and the videos that PWR have posted and even other wrestling promotions, Troy and, Troy and I could not help but notice there are very similar moves that our favorite divas have used have yeah. used in the past. So where did you get your where did you get your moveset from? Like where did you get your unique moveset from? Like specifically, uh, let's say with your signature moves that you use a lot. Actually, like, okay, so me being a loving Gail Kim, I renamed the Eat Defeat and used it as the soulmate. Get it? Soul? The soul of the foot? (laughs) Yes. Soulmate? It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, because if you look at my moveset, all of them target the the neck slash the face area. Yeah. Uh So, like, Okay, so basically, like, you know, psychology-wise, I keep hitting the face slash neck slash this area, the upper area, for the final blow. The final blow, which is the Queen's Guillotine. I, I would like to say it's an, it's an original move, but, you know, the world is vast. I don't know if any other wrestlers do this. But I came up with it myself. It's a split leg drop from the top rope. So... That's the final blow, but before that, you know, like the the eat defeat, like you you you're getting stomped from the neck up, and like the you know the head doesn't take down, your neck is gonna get squished, and then stuff like that. So the the queen's guillotine is basically like the final, you know, the exclamation point at the end of the match. So yeah. And what a uh, I would say like. Honestly, like a lot of people, not just me, I uh, because I think almost almost everything is has been created in wrestling. Yes. You will always see someone True. using this, and you're always going to get compared because this person is using this person. But there's really no moves in wrestling unless, like, you're you know, unless I mean, unless you're Triple H, basically. Unless you're you're in WWE and you're copying Triple H, I think that's just bad. This is very bad. Anyway, so like, there's no really like rules to wrestling, like what moves you can and can't do. But it really depends on also like company regulations. Like for example, WWE has been has banned the buckle bomb or however. Yeah. But mm-hmm. let's say like okay, the octopus hole. AJ Lee uses it. I use it. People use. Uh, I think Gail Kim used to use it as well. Yeah, she... Uh, Larray uses it. There's also a lot of male wrestlers who uses the octopus hold. So you, I mean, it's just if you compare, like, okay, yeah, AJ Lee is well known because of the Black Widow, which is basically the octopus hold. But also, like, uh, there's a shit ton of wrestlers out there who use the same. Sorry. I think to me, like making my moves, that it was just basically like this is, these are the moves that I feel most comfortable doing, and these are the moves like I look good doing as well. So that was just like 
how it came about. Also, there's psychology that I keep putting the head. Okay, we we really love your moveset. Just just so that you know, because like I've seen like this like recent post from PWR on YouTube. I think their latest video was like top five moves of Crystal, and we yes, the personal yeah those names that's what it's called. That was crystallite. What else? Crystallization. Crystallization. Wait, were you were you the one who thought of those? Because like those are so amazing. I don't know. Yeah. So innovative. It's really good puns. Yeah. Because <laughs> like okay, the thing is, when I was naming my moves, people are like a lot of people would name it like such badass things. You know, yeah. like you know, uh, killer queen or death bullet or something like that. I was just like. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna name those things. I'm just gonna name them after myself, or like things that I find funny. Cause like the the split leg drop actually looks like a guillotine. You know, it looks like, and I'm a queen, so it's just it names a queen queen guillotine. Yeah. Easy. It doesn't. In the soulmate, in the soulmate, it's just like I'm putting the soul of my foot on your neck. So <laughs> it's like a soul, and then. And then I made it into like a pun that it's a soulmate. It's like I'm a girl, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you, like soulmate. Use your soulmate, stuff like that. And then like the crystallite is basically like the the you know jumping the top rope for Rana. Cause like it looks like a crystallite, you know, like a meteorite. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's like a meteorite. Cause like you're jumping, but then like I'm crystal, so it's a crystallite. Oh my god. That actually makes a lot I, of sense. I, I've never thought wow. about it like that. Oh my god. I was just like, oh, okay, it rhymes with crystal. Yeah, it works. I don't know. And then I think the crystallization is basically like the meaning of crystallization is, uh, itself is basically like something that's, you know, getting crystallized over time. Yeah. So when I do like the whole octopus hold on you slash the black widow, like you're going to get, like when I do it on you, you're going to freeze a bit. So you're going to start crystallizing. Crystallization, so you know. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so smart. I never thought about like how how wrestlers name their moves. Like I didn't think that. I thought it was just like just for show or like make it seem flowery, but no. I mean, honestly, like a lot of wrestlers, they think about their moves a lot. They because like Gail came like you know eat defeat, eat defeat, and then eat the. Feet. <laughs> Yeah. It's like her yeah. foot, you know, each foot basically. So there's a lot of wrestlers who are very like catchy with their names, but there's also a lot of wrestlers who just like badass them. And I'm not that type of wrestler. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So it's great that you brought up intergender wrestling a while ago because we want mm-hmm. to, um, with the recent, you know, over at Impact, we've seen Tessa Blanchard win the world championship which is a title exclusive for men. And recently, we've seen the PWI 500. Um, you know, they included female wrestlers in who, who were part of intergender wrestling in those top lists of wrestlers all over the world. So we want to know, what are your opinions and views on intergender wrestling going mainstream to some extent? I honestly love the idea that they're finding equality now. Yeah. In female and male wrestlers because for so long females have always just been like the pretty manager on the side or like a you know doing you know lingerie matches 
it's always just been that. So it, it really took, like, it, I would really love to thank, like, you know, the four horsewomen of wrestling, Tomasa, uh, Becky Bailey, Charlotte, for being able to, like, break that stigma that, oh, women are actually, like, really good and they're really athletic. And I think it's a great way for women out there, like, actually not just women, like, anyone, like, everyone can see out there that women have the right to be in the ring, too. Because I think, I honestly think there's, like, a lot of women in their houses are scared to wrestle because what would people think? But then there are very strong women nowadays that are just pouring their hearts out in the ring and, like, showing that it is possible. Like, whatever you come from, like, you can battle men, you can battle women, you can, you know, you can do it, too. So I think it's uh, honestly inspiring that women are, you know, getting more opportunities in wrestling now. That's amazing. They're definitely inspiring everyone. Oh, my God. Okay. So up next, we're going to focus on one of your matches that you've done recently, pretty actually, pretty recent. So it was your match against Emi Sakura. It was your match against Emi Sakura. And there's this spot that I personally just really enjoyed. It was when when you did the split. After that, you kind of tried to teach Emi how to split. So I just want to know who thought of that spot. It was just a really fun and creative way in a match to do in a match. Uh, I think because, okay, so before a match, like I, I have this like kind of, not kind of, it's, it's kind of a tradition for me, but I would split to stretch out my legs. Like I would split in the, you know, the backstage area. And I would just be splitting just to stretch. And it's also like a tradition now. I feel like it brings me good luck, but you know, that's just me, probably me. But uh, I think Emi Sakura, like, saw me stretching. It's like, oh, oh, Crystal, much, do much. And then she basically, like, oh, she was basically saying, oh, Crystal, do that in the match, and I will do something also. And then I will kick you. Emmy Sakura. Emmy Sakura just seems like such a fun and genuine person. She's like one she of those. Is- She's like she gives she gives me so much Tita vibes and honest in such a good way. She's like a mom, to be honest. I when I visited her in Japan, she was like the sweetest thing, and she was like saying like, "Oh, Crystal, take the Gato Move car. Like you can use it for your train travels, so you don't have to spend so much." And then I was like, "Are you sure? It's really are you?" Really? And then just like I was very well taken care of. She made sure that I was comfortable and everything. She let me stay in there. They got to move dorm room and stuff, and I was just like so thankful for the opportunity that she gave me, and I honestly want to go back and want to wrestle for her. That's so sweet. We love we love women supporting women oh in this industry. You know? Yeah. It's just it's just really hard to bring down women. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to hear these types of stories of where like your fellow wrestler is helping you advance in your career. It's just it's heartwarming, especially for the, even for a fan. Yeah, seeing like that partnership and that you know helping one another progress in one's career, you know, it's really empowering not only for wrestlers themselves but you know us fans knowing that that happens. It's really great. Yeah, it's like it's it's honestly like a nice, warm, uh, warm, you know, 
heartwarming feeling that you know we know that there's goodness in wrestling. There's goodness around the world. So. Okay, so I want to know, because we've seen you wrestle all over the world, and, you know, you, you've been in different places, you've been in Japan, you've been in Malaysia, you've been in Thailand, you know, you've also been in the Philippines, of course, but we want to know, which of these places was your favorite place to wrestle in? Japan. Duh. Right off the bat. How Japan. about besides Japan? <laughs> Malaysia? Mm. And how yeah. is it like working there, you know, with the people, you know, backstage? Um, it's funny because like, I think people think I'm Malaysian. Really? Ah. Just, like when I when I would be walking the street, people like would speak Malay to me and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm not Malay. Because <laughs> 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 you know, like, I think it's over the... F- over the few years, I've built such a relationship with my PW, and I love the wrestlers there. I love, like, they're brothers and sisters to me, and it's honestly such an honor to, you know, represent my PW as the my PW WrestleCon champion. And honestly, like, the fans, like, the fans are the funniest. I think Lalang Squad is one of the funniest, like, you know, group of fans, because, like, every time I go there, they're, like, they do stuff like they put things on posters like the first time i was there i think they put like a photo of my face and like, saying like crystal Aww. will you marry me and then the next time <laughs> uh-huh. I was there, it's like, um uh i think on the name on the the poster itself they were saying like crystal i took a sick leave for work so i can come see you and Aww. i was just like oh, <laughs> That's honestly amazing. So, like, also they support me. Like, whatever, like, whenever I say, like, oh, please, please buy my shirts, and I only have a few, and they were like saying, like, oh, don't worry, Crystal, we'll we'll buy some, and then like they do. So yeah, it's so nice. So fun to see. How about in Japan now? Since it, I mean, it from the haiku to. Your stories with Emmy, I think it's safe to say that Japan, you did say Japan is your favorite country to work in. How about there? What is the experience like as Japan is, I would I would say it's the biggest in Asia. It's the biggest outlet for wrestling out there. Yeah. I, it's honestly, like, okay, not just like the wrestling, everything about Japan, like the culture, like even though I was off, I would say like, uh, or like something, excuse me. Um, can you show me the way? And like people, Japanese people would be like apprehensive at first because like they don't understand English. But then when you show them like a map and you like like if you show them your phone and then point at it and like oh and this is it, they would say like yes yes that's that's one. And then uh, the Japanese wrestling fans were very very respectful. Like they're not like okay so English. I'm sorry, but like some Filipino fans and like some fans in America like they heckle. So like, um, yes. There, there's a lot of hecklers in wrestling. Like, like, boo, you suck. You know, retire. Or like here in the Philippines, like they would be. Sometimes when they would be bored with the match, they would chant out like the pools and the pools and the pools, and because they don't want, they want, they want the match to end. But in Japan, like everything's just so respectful. Like they just, 
they they cheer sometimes when they're really like surprised with it, but like most of the time when they're really impressed by it, they clap. I think you see that you see that in um, New Japan wrestling. So like you know, every every sound the wrestlers make, you can hear it. Like they, you can feel the wrestlers because like the crowd will just watch and appreciate the art that the wrestlers are doing in the inside the ring. They're very respectful and like. And then after the show, when my match was over, they said, "Oh, congratulations on your debut!" Um, yada yada yada. Please come back to Japan. We would want to see you more. We want to see you improve and stuff like that. It was like really, really, you know. Like, I want to go back. I want to go back. Sorry. Oh, it's love, love. fine. I would love to go to Japan one day too. Honestly, I love Japanese culture. <laughs> You freak out! I swear, like everything that is online, it looks like online. Like, okay, so even if you leave your bag on your phone or on the table, no one's gonna touch it. Ooh! <gasps> oh my! Like compared like, to maybe okay, if you know, you know, one of those like diner type of, you know. So basically, like I went to this diner, I ordered like a you know solo pizza for me, and then um. You just order a drink, and then you there's like a drink station. You get to refill it yourself. And normally in the Philippines, if you refill something yourself, you have to have like a buddy or a friend to guard to guard your stuff. Yes. Or like you bring it with you just to get the, you know, coke or cola. And then I would I would just leave my bag, my purse, my phone, my wallet there, like on the table, and I'd go get a, you know, a coke or whatever drink I wanted. And then I would come back, and it's still there. If that was the Philippines, that shit wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> girl, you really don't oh be gone. You really? <laughs> oh my god! No, but unfortunately, yeah. yeah. If you ask, it's like, true. If you go to Jollibee, and then you ask, like, you leave your bag, saglet. Like, you go ask the, you know, the, the counter lady, like, can I have water, please? Can I have like a glass with ice? And then when you once you come back, your bag won't be there anymore. It's gonna be gone. It's just, it's just a sad reality. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, yes. even in the pandemic, I've been hearing like stuff about it. Yeah, so basically like that, and like everything you see in the anime is almost spot on. Like, um, the cleanliness of Japan. Like they're very clean. Like you won't see. Any trash on the floor, but if we do see some trash on the floor, someone will pick it up for them. And like the the recycling in Japan is crazy. Like people say, like, oh, that's for the cans, bo- bottles, and like that's for glass and paper and stuff like that. And it's just amazing how organized and respectful the people are. And you will freak out, like, if you go to I think Akihabara, which is like the anime land, anime basically. center. Oh my. Yeah. When I went there, I was just like, I freaked out because like there was this one tall building that had like eight floors of anime stuff. Oh like, my god! Per like, floor, it's like different type of anime, different figurines. Like they would have T-shirts, figurines, keychains. I think like one of the biggest ones was like, okay, there was like a Naruto floor, like a Pokemon floor, and it was just like whatever. Like say like you're looking for a certain person for from an anime like just tell them the name if they don't know the name just show them a photo of who that is oh and they was like oh oh ninth floor and i'm just like okay there's nine floors <laughs> they know their stuff wow oh my so yeah so you did 
Okay. So you did mention it a bit earlier, but let's expound on it more. Um, last July 2019, correct me if I'm wrong, you were invited in a training in w- for with, with WWE, a WWE training camp in Shanghai, China. So what was that like? Since I don't think a lot of people really talk about like how wrestlers, what wrestlers go through in training camps like those. Wait lang, I want to show you guys something real quick. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. I wonder what I wonder what it is. Same. It might it might be like a souvenir or a shirt. Perhaps. We don't like, know. <laughs> like ooh, interesting. Okay, so it was for the WWE tryout in Shanghai oh. and then this was my ID pass. Oh my god. It's, it's, it's so sad because I can't see it. <laughs> well, it has like WWE, uh, it has a WWE logo. I think, I don't know if this is Shanghai and then 2019 talent, and then there's like a stamp on it saying it's the one. So it, it was like a tryout. They were really looking for more like. You know how they had like a tryout in Shanghai, I think it was? And then Isaiah Lee came out of it and then Zeta Zhang came out of it. It was one of those supposedly, but um, I think that everything went to a halt. I think they were planning, they were just basically like scouting more talent for future, you know, the future. Like if they want to sign someone, they will keep an eye because like, okay, so I, the first time I had a brush with the WWE was when was in 2017. I was still starting out. Ooh. But uh, Canyon Seaman, Canyon Seaman gave me his like email, like his business card saying like, oh, hey, we want you to email this and then blah, 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 blah. And then a year later, he messaged me like, oh, hey, Crystal, we want you to be a part of the new Mayan Classic. And I was like, yes, I will do it. I would love to. I was like freaking out. And I, I did all the papers. I did everything. The papers, uh, they sent me all the legal work. It's still there, honestly. And then the only thing that I, like, okay, so I had my bank account, like, you know, my bank statement saying, like, oh, hey, she has an account here, my job, stuff, like, saying she works here, she has to be back. So, basically, it's, like, a reason for you to come back. So, I went to the U.S. Embassy, and at the same time, they released an article in the WWE that the Crystal... Bernice Gabriel was going to be part of the WWE Classic. And I was just like, oh, no. And then I went through the whole process. I was, like, waiting three hours inside the embassy until I, it was my turn. And then when it was my turn, I think the lady, the consular, was just having a really, really bad day. Because when she saw me and she was just like, you're a wrestler? She was, like, looking down at me like, oh, hey, this tiny Filipino woman this is, like, going, is being invited in the WWE. And then she was just like, I'm not convinced. She didn't even look at the plane ticket, my bank account. She was just like saying, I'm not convinced. I'll see you later. And then oh my. I, I told the I was, I was crying the whole day and I told the WWE that my visa got declined. It, it, it was like, it was three weeks before the actual, you know, May Classic. And I was just like, we had to... I had to find a way to get a visa, but then it was too late. And WWE said, like, maybe in the future, uh, hopefully, you know, you can do something else. So, so let's 
That's so unfortunate. Yeah. I really thought it would have it would have been in WWE side. Not gonna lie. Same. Like no shade. You know, like they were really trying to help me out. Like they tried to find contacts here, but sadly they don't have contacts here because I was going to be the first Filipina to be flown out. Because like okay, they have contacts in Canada. I mean, not that Canadians need visas to go to the US because they probably mm-hmm. have like a visiting visa, like you know, free visa free. But like they have contacts in Australia, they have contacts in the UK and in Japan, everywhere. But they they don't have anyone here in you know Southeast Asia to help out. So basically, yeah, that's what happened. The consular was having a bad day. She bitched out and said like, "I didn't look up for us." So yeah, uh, and then a year again later, I got contacted again saying like, oh, hey, Crystal, we're going to be having the WWE tryouts in Shanghai. We want to invite you. It's going to be like a week long. And it was like the toughest week of my life. Like the training for the WWE, like, you know, the wrestling itself wasn't hard because like I know everything. Yeah. I just needed more polishing. But it was just like, it was all day. So basically, like, 8 a.m. until, like, 5 p.m. So you start off with, like, cardio. So basically, you're going to work out. And then after, like, an hour or two of cardio, you're going to have, like, training. And then you're going to have cardio again. And then lunch. And then cardio again. And then training. Like, wow. so wrestling lunch. Oh, my and cardio, God. Wrestling so, like, it was, like, on and off. Like, it, if it was just, like, training for in the mornings, it would have been fine. Like, I wouldn't be exhausted. But it was like training and then workout, training and then workout. It wasn't the same workout every day. Like there would be days that they would take us out. Like you, you guys need to run out there. There's going to be like a course out there. Yeah, you have to do. You have to flip tires there. And I was just like, I've never flipped a tire in my life, but I did it. And I was I honestly like, oh my god. This is a photo that reminds me of me flipping a tire, and I was just like, that is the ugliest face I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my. sharing that with us that's such a story that's the that's honestly the first time i've heard this from you i've heard of it actually it's really exclusive <laughs> also <laughs> can i just say um let's say hopefully it goes into plan i think it would be perfect for you and even perfect for wwe as they have they have um, given interest in you for uh, quite a long time now. It would be perfect for you and WWE if if it if it really becomes a thing. NXT Japan. What do you think about that? Yeah, I no. I'm gonna. I'm okay. I have like enough in my bank account. Like okay, I'm I'm, I'm making tipid. So I'm making tipid because like okay, it's I don't have work because like wrestling, modeling, you know, in pandemic lockdown. So, yeah. like, I'm really making tippet of my money. So, but if they say, like, NXT Japan, and I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take all my savings, go to Cebu Pacific <laughs> website, and then buy a one, like, a one-way ticket to Japan, I will go. <laughs> Actually, no, wait up. I love like, you. I will, I will get a visa first, you know, get a visa first, and then go. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And I, 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 I will just show up in the doorstep. I'll just show up on their doorstep like, hey, WWE, I'm here. Please, please. Oh this has been my dream. Please, please. I'll, I play, I paid for my own ticket, my own flight. You, you, you just need to say I'm accepted. 
Yeah, that's all I'm gonna do. And if they don't accept me, I will go to stardom and knock on their door. If I don't get accepted, I'll just knock on their door. I'm just gonna knock on everyone's door and say, like, hey, I want to wrestle Japan. Let's go. Oh my god. Just contact Emmy. I know, but like also, like, you know, minsan, like, nakahiya. Because, yeah, you know, she's been so nice. Yeah. She's been like the nicest person that I don't want to, like, you know, abuse her generosity. Yes. But, like, I want to, for sure. You know, you, I want to get somewhere first on my own two feet and so just asking her for help again. I mean, she did invite me in Japan in the first place, but also, like, I feel like that was a lot for her. Because, like, she she paid for my ticket. Ooh. Oh my ah. god. It basically was like a free trip. Wow. And I learned a lot. So but yeah, it was just like I don't wanna ask her like, oh hey, please can I join your company? But like, you know Yeah. If they really can't find a way to get to Japan, I'll ask, I guess. Yeah. And it's great that you bring up Emmy because this next question, um, you know, we've seen Emmy Sakura in the big leagues. We've seen her in All Elite Wrestling. Same with other people that you've worked with, like Riho. So we want to know, how does it feel to see the women that you have wrestled, such as Riho and Emmy, make it to the mainstream television, such as AEW? Honestly, they deserve it. Yes, definitely. Love For sure. That's just it. Like, I don't... I don't need to sugarcoat anything. I don't need to do anything. They're amazing wrestlers. Uh, Emi Sakura has been doing this for 25 years. I think it was her 25th anniversary show, like, uh, a, a week ago. And then Riho has been doing this since she was, like... I, I think she's been wrestling for 12 years. So I think she was, like, wrestling, like, before she was even a teenager. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But we've been doing this. We've been grinding for this, like, all of their lives and honestly they deserve it and they deserve all the attention they're getting and honestly all the congrats and you know i'm so proud of you for them because like it's honestly an honor for me to like be facing people like this because like i faced riho i faced emisa or uh, honestly two amazing women i also faced zeta who is part of wwe in china and i'm just like how i i don't want to get left behind please help <laughs> <laughs> like, no doubt. Like getting places, but I'm just like I want to get places too. Oh, it would have been amazing. You're gonna get there for no doubt. They believe in you. A lot of people believe in you. It's just a matter of when at this point. When? <laughs> Hopefully soon, because like. I want representation. I don't think it's gonna be soon though, because like this pandemic. Yeah. Like, just True. Oh my. <sighs> I, Only time can tell. I'm like, I, I was supposed to go to Thailand, Malaysia, and then China. I was supposed to go to China back in March, and then Malaysia in April, and then May in Thailand. I think March also for uh, Thailand, but then like, nope. All your trips are canceled. Um, Better luck next. Sorry. What a yeah. year would have been if this whole pandemic didn't even happen for every one of us. It's crazy. That's so unfortunate. Oh my god. Okay, so okay, wait. Manifesting. Okay. So among so we've seen a 
Do you have mentioned that you have met a couple of people that you have idolized in the past, like I mean Sakura, Riho, even for the men, Chris Masters. We saw your picture with Chris Masters and Matt Bloom. Among all of them, who would you say that you have been most starstruck by? Honestly, I haven't. I I don't. Okay, so I don't really get starstruck because, like, I look at you know celebrities as normal people too. They just right? you know happen to be okay. known by a lot of people. Because like, okay, I a lot of wrestlers like Pete Dunne. I met him before in Singapore. Like Pete Dunne. Really? I have a photo on my Instagram. Basically, yeah. so when I met Hidan and everyone, like like I met Tajiri, people would be like freaking out over them. Like you know, oh Tajiri can I have a photo. Hidan can I have a photo. Can you sign this? I'm such a big fan, and I think I'm one of the only people who treated him like a normal person. I was just like, hey, cool tattoo, because like, you know he has a tattoo on his his leg. And I was like, hey, it's a nice tattoo. Yeah. And I was like, was it painful? It's like. And he talked to me like I was like a normal person too. I was like, oh, That's damn great. it, so painful. Like it took three hours. It almost passed out. He stopped did stuff like oh, that, and I was just like, oh, like, it's a normal conversation. And unlike, okay, so I can say everything like, oh, hey, you're such a great wrestler, but I'm not gonna get the genuine feet done that way because he's just gonna look at me like another fan. So I, whenever I meet like bigger names, like I always treat them like, you know. A person, but I think the most starstruck I was was when I met Chris Masters, like the first time, just because he's like this tall on me. I'm not even kidding. Oh my god! Oh my girl! <laughs> I'm I'm like five three and a half, almost five four, and he's like a foot taller than me. Like I think I'm on his chest Oh my god! I'm not even his shoulder level; I'm on his chest level. So like he was just like, oh my. God. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't really like starstruck. It was just more like, oh my god, this guy is huge. But also like I think uh, it was like I think every year I or like twice I think no I met I met him twice but like every year we met in a different country. So the first time I met him it was in Malaysia. And I was just like, "Hello, nice to meet you." La, la 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 la. And then I hope you enjoy your short time here. And then like the next year, I met him in China. And I was just like, "Oh hey, we keep meeting in places that aren't my country. <laughs> Hopefully, you can meet you." Let's make sure just email me. Like maybe I'll go come to the Philippines. And he's like, "Oh my god, that makes sense." But you know. But yeah, I I like to I I feel like if Chris Masters goes here, you guys are just gonna freak out, and you get you're gonna. Have I'm to just, I'm gonna go. Like you know, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of men's wrestling, but Chris Masters is Chris Masters. I just have exactly. to go. Yeah, I, I have, have to, to see the show. Like when you go in and hug him, like when you go in and take a photo, is he he was rock hard. I'm just saying. Wow. Ooh. No, because wow. like. I went in for a photo when when we did this, and I was like on his chest level, and like for some reason I bumped like his side or like his chest. It was just like, ow! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah. He's got that build. But yeah, it's, it's just like 
it's honestly like amazing it's an amazing chance to meet all these wonderful people by Riho is the sweetest thing she's so tiny she's like tinier than me but like she's she's the cutest thing Sakharathan is also like at the same height or like tiny tinier than me but also she's like she has this aura she's such a presence to her that you know yeah yeah well yeah I think that's one of the the things that I would advise everyone like say like you're gonna meet like a famous wrestling star like don't be like all you know freak out super duper 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 fangirl because like yeah because like i think they get that all the time makes sense fair point yeah sorry about that earlier i understand you guys because like but if you're a wrestler and you're also like because like, that's the thing if you're a wrestler and you're fangirl fangirling over your co-worker I don't think that's a. Oh, yeah, that, that's ah, a okay. Yeah, that setting. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because like I, I saw like some people in like Singapore, like they're also wrestlers, but when they saw Pete Dunne, they were like, "Oh my God, I'm sharing a locker room." Oh my God, we're in the same room as Pete. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh like calm down. <laughs> calm, 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 calm your titties, you know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, While wrestling the same ring as Pete Dunne, I think you should be professional. So yeah. Yeah, fair point, especially as a colleague. Well, sure. with that, with that said, we also want to know among all of the matches that you've had and all of the opponents that you've faced, what has been your favorite match of yours? I think oh. Emmy Sahara. Amazing. I think that was like. I think they said like almost everyone said like that's the match of your career, because like everyone gave us a standing ovation at the end. Like I think I was just the most polished I've ever been, the most inspired yeah. I've ever been. Yeah. I think uh, my shortcomings were you know made up with with Femi Sakura's you know ability, and it's just like it was just in a way I had chemistry with Sakura-san, and it honestly was like I. Want to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> For the ones who have, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Joy. It must have been so great working with Emmy mm-hmm. and like you know Riho and all of that. Because like I watched that. I didn't watch it live because like you know I wasn't there. Unfortunately, I I didn't know that Emmy was gonna appear in the Philippines. Because like if I knew, I would have bought tickets. Okay, but Same. like. And she was supposed to be in the February show, but hey, COVID. She was supposed to be. Oh my girl, god, girl! Oh my. Uh, okay, time to fight, Rona. <laughs> we were so. Who was she supposed I to? Would... If that's unless if, if that's you, uh, if the... another female wrestler from TWR. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, it was just a bit unfortunate, I guess. And for the if you guys haven't watched Crystal's match against Emmy Sakura or any of her matches, oh it's on YouTube, guys. It's free. We're gonna we're pro- by the time that we release this, it's, we probably already like tweeted it out or something. So yeah. yes, watch the match. No excuses. <laughs> okay, so up next, um, every wrestler I believe has their dream opponent, but it's just very hard for people to pick one. So you know what? Give us your top three dream opponents. It could be from any era, any promotion, any stipulation. 
I honestly want to face a Hikaru Shida. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my. I, uh, I would want to say, like, I want to face Candice LeRae in, like, an intergender tag team match just because, Ooh. like... Because, you know, because, like, her intergender tag team matches with um, Joey Ryan were always, like, so entertaining. But also, like, I don't think I can keep up. But also, like, I, I still want to try even though I can't keep up. But I also want to face Riho uh, on one. Because I faced Riho twice, but it wasn't, it was never, like, you know, so, a 1v1 situation. Yeah. It was, like, a, always, like, a triple threat or a four-way. So I want to face her just us in the ring and i would honestly like be like let's mm. go i feel like it would have been a great match considering that riho's like you know she's really small and you know there's lots of things that you could do because you know being a female wrestler usually you're facing opponents who are at the same height or at the same level as you but riho she's just really small and whoever she's facing she for the first time really I'm faced, yeah I yeah. faced someone smaller than me for the first time. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this has been amazing. And if you haven't watched her matches with Rio, your internet, it's on YouTube. Do it's it. on YouTube, guys. Just watch it. Watch it. We'll share it. Don't worry. <laughs> Just watch everything. Just watch everything. Yeah. Honestly. Oh. Okay. So. Second to the last question. I'm really sad this is almost coming to an end because I've, I've been having a blast. But, okay, this is a bit of a complex question, if you might ask me. But, what do you hope for the future of women, specifically in Philippine wrestling? Miss Universe oh. chose. Firstly, <laughs> I want... Of course, firstly, I want the women's division to be established in the Philippines. Yes. Because right now, even though the KWR has five female wrestlers, it's it's that's hardly a division itself. I want us to have a division, and hopefully, in the future, we'll have a belt of our own. Definitely. You know, because honestly, I think the the women in the Philippines have a lot of talent. I, I think like almost every Filipino, or at least knows one Filipino that can sing. Like, there are multiple, like, and any Filipino can dance. Like, almost everyone can dance. But I think that there's a lot of Filipinas out there that if they're willing to try and, like, have the guts to just try out wrestling, if they want to wrestle, they try out wrestling, I think they can do it. So I think I want the Filipino women out there to have courage to do what you want. You know, take a step forward to your dream and help us, you know, bring the women's division, you know, so closer, you know, to a group, basically, because five can make up, can hardly make up the division. And that's what I really want is to be, is that, be able to establish, because now the the five of us the five women in pwr have been starting to establish that women's wrestling is normal especially here in the philippines because when they hear, like when people hear wrestler they they would think automatically like big punky muscular guy yes. tall guy but they For never sure. really think about like a filipina woman so like i think us the women of pwr have already been like helping that 
stigma be broken. So I just want the future of Philippine wrestling for women just be more abundant in the future. I from now we have five. Maybe in a year or two we'll have ten. Who knows? Hopefully that's the only thing for I love that answer so much. We yeah. should definitely see more women's wrestlers in the future. But sadly, we are at our final question. Oh, no. Um, let's just say our thank yous and goodbyes after this. So yeah. lastly, what else do you wish to achieve in your career as a professional wrestler? I, I don't know if you know this part, but when Hinata, saw, when Hinata says, Japan. Okay. So, 
kind of a late question. I just thought of it right now. Um, it was kind of in the back of my head, but it got reactivated or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but okay, here's the question. Um, if you were to pick um, among the people that you know, and it's probably realistic for us to get, who would you say, who would you like to be the next guest in the Five Bombshell podcast? <laughs> who would like to interview? I want to say Phoenix. Nor Phoenix Diana? Nor Phoenix, Phoenix Diana. Diana. Oh, my. oh my god. She, she is the uh, pioneer woman of my PW, also a good friend of mine slash rival. And I think she is the first hijab-wearing yes. wrestler, female wrestler out there. So I think you guys will be able to like get a good, you know, interview out of that it's very creative or like very interesting to know what the thoughts are and like that so hopefully hopefully oh my so much. <laughs> once again thank you so much for that this, this was a great experience for us especially as you know a newly formed podcast devoted to women's wrestling specifically so with that said um, for updates on the Pipe Bombshell podcast, you can find me at Troy PBP on Twitter. And you can find me at Jiggy PBP on Twitter. And Crystal, how about you? For more content of you, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook. I have a page. It's uh, facebook.com uh, slash Crystal PWR. You can also find me. I'm sorry, like my, my tags are very confusing. You can find me on Twitter at Crystal MNL with Crystal Manila without the uh, A's. And you can find me on Instagram on at, at I'm Bernice. So there you go. We love to see it. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so for much. This interview. And we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you once again, Miss Crystal. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. We love you. <laughs>